0: And thanks to our next guest for waiting patiently to a story you can really sink your teeth into, in fact. It all starts back in 1964 with John and Ticky Newman opening a small late-night cafe house in Melbourne with the aim of catching people heading home as they left the theatres. It evolved into Australia's first theatre restaurant, featuring gangster and vaudeville acts throughout the 1970s on its original site. In the 80s, it was time for a change. It became Dracula's Cabaret in an old warehouse in Melbourne's back streets, heavily influenced by the popular Rocky Horror Picture Show, with a second Dracula's opening on the Gold Coast. Dracula's has had more than 5 million attendees, many Kiwis among them, and some of the best acts from the show will be included in Dracula's The Resurrection Tour, which kicks off tomorrow night in Auckland. Chief Executive Luke Newman is a third-generation Dracula, the grandson of John and Tiki. Luke, he's uh, in the uh, Auckland studio with us. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Catherine. How are you?
0: Great, thank you. Uh, great to have you with us. So some may be familiar with the show if they've seen it on the Gold Coast, perhaps. But if not, you're going to have to walk us through what happens on stage.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Dracula's is pretty unique. The uh, you know the the model is something that you don't really see very often. So it's it's loud and dark and sexy and vibrant and you know a little bit left of field so the show features everything from you know musical big production numbers to comedy there's puppetry burlesque uh the amazing circus acts so uh yeah it's this sort of wild mesh of of ingredients that forms this amazing recipe that really works.
0: I think there was an earlier show uh, before this stage show that was sort of a spin off. Um, and it got quite risque, shall we say. Does this one sort <laughs> of uh, does this one settle down a tad in the uh, in the age range?
1: Look it's uh, it's fifteen plus. It's definitely for the adults leave the kids at home. But, uh, it's, it's just pure entertainment. You know, it's, it's about, there's so much going on in the world, uh, today, as we've, as we've heard and as we hear every day. And it's nice to just kind of let go of all that and come into the theater and have a great night out, have a few laughs, sing along, have a little dance and just enjoy yourself.
0: It's a nod then, or there is a nod then, to um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, again, there wasn't a lot of Dracula action in that either. But we understand that mix of, of horror and uh, cabaret and vaudeville and fun and, and laughter. How much Dracula uh, do we get in this? What are, what are some of the particular nods? Have you still got your fancy um, your fancy cocktail?
1: <laughs> yeah we do look there's there 's always nods to the uh, you know to the old school days of of Dracula and the, those original stories the Rocky horror Picture show you know the the vibe and the sort of culture the cult sort of classic culture that that attracts even to this day um, so yeah we, we you know there 's a coffin or two in the show um, you know it's it, basically the cast are all vampires and you 're entering this world of of you know this underground world of of Dracula's where um, you get to experience you know what we like to Do so. Yes, you can. uh, You can definitely come and and drink a cocktail out of a blood bag uh, here in Auckland, and and as we tour around the country, and sit back and enjoy the show.
0: What kind of music?
1: Look, it's really broad. You know, we we have current things. The show opens with uh, "Sympathy for the Devil." You know, Rolling Stones cover. Um, There's there's current stuff. There's old stuff. We like to do songs that people know and love, but with our own sort of tilt on them. Um, you know, "Sweet Dreams" by Marilyn Manson, but it's a it's a different version that you won't have heard before. So, we have a, a couple of live musos. They're amazingly talented individuals and um, dancers, musicians, uh, you know, comedians, aerialists. Uh, it all sort of meshes together to yeah to bring you this incredible experience.
0: Let's uh, go back. Well, let's talk about why it's come on the road. And, and this is to do with changing times, isn't it, really? And, um, and undoubtedly, the pandemic, I imagine, played a role in this or certainly would have. Uh, you know, is it harder and harder for a, a stage show like this to remain a, a you know, five, or seven day a week enterprise? Has is, is that change been, you know, part of the evolution
1: yeah, absolutely, you know, COVID was um particularly in Australia was for us was was, you know, obviously very challenging as it was for everyone. Um the touring show was something that we have spoken about, you know, ever since I was a kid to be honest. Um, sitting around the table discussing what we wanted to do with the business and and where we wanted to take it, and you know this was always something that we wanted to achieve. Um, the first version of it, we actually uh, did a two week trial in Melbourne, and would you believe, halfway through, we got shut down with a another lockdown. So it was sort of a stalled start, but it proved that the the demand was there and that we could sort of do it and achieve it. And people, the audiences responded really well to it. So um, it didn't, you know, there was sort of one day of of Disappointment with the shutdown, and then it was straight on to moving the dates to next year and adding more cities and uh, international was always on the card. And you know we've always had amazing support and and an amazing Kiwi following, so it was no brainer that we had to just um, you know chuck everything on a boat and come on over
0: so first international tour and is it just new zealand or do you carry on
1: yeah this is you know we're ta- taking it in steps so uh first international tour uh five cities in new zealand over five weeks and um then you know who knows beyond then
0: let's uh talk about your history with it then you had this idea 50 years uh, sorry um you know it's many many years ago you were saying when you were mm. younger um what was it like being born into this family? I suppose you don't know anything else, but, you know, from a young age, were you backstage right from the beginning?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's sort of all I know, so the this sort of environment seems very normal to me, and it's only when I have dinner with uh, my friends who work in big office jobs that I uh, realised that it's sort of a bit unique and unusual. Um, but, you know, I'm as you said at the start, I'm, I'm third generation in all of this. So uh, my, my father, my uncle and my auntie literally were born and then lived in the theatre above where my grandparents uh, were putting on shows every night. So, you know, there was a, a trap door in their bedroom that they could open and look down onto the stage below them. Um, you know, my, my upbringing wasn't quite as, you know, intense as that. But, uh, yeah, every day after school I'd be at the venue, um, you know, when uh, we live in Melbourne but we have the, the venue on the Gold Coast. And so when we were in, when my, my dad and my family were in production of the new Queensland show, you know, we'd be up there for school holidays and in the venue and just literally doing anything we could to get involved. Um, my brother and I and, and my cousins, you know, we're all sort of, uh, we've always been interested in it, so um, it's you know what can we do? Do you want us to paint something? Are we taking down chairs today? And you know, once I sort of came of age, it became a bit more official and uh, had, a, had a proper role in there, working in the bar, and I did lighting and sound for a while, and it's all sort of culminated in in the position that I'm currently in. And um, yeah, I'm very uh, you know honoured to be sort of carrying the baton for the family.
0: You were eighteen when you officially joined the team and what is it that you're doing now as C E? Basically everything, isn't it? Right down to checking the loop papers stacked. Is it just you know,
1: <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. A it's... lot
0: of logistics in this. What you know uh, Totally, Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just yeah. explain how big.
1: Yeah, well, it's um, you know, there's obviously there's shipping containers and there's customs and immigration and transport logistics and all kinds of stuff involved. So, you know, putting on the show is actually the fun part. Um, but getting it all here is is the challenge. Um, it all went very smoothly. I'm I'm pleased to report and, you know, we we arrived uh, over the weekend and unpacked the containers and put it into a truck and we've arrived at the venue yesterday and uh yeah, the setup setup has begun so we're we're getting ready for our uh, opening on thursday night here in auckland uh and then from there we we move around so it's a city a week um you know pack up do the shows pack it down uh it's yeah, it's, it's really exciting like it's really um it's so fun to be able to move around and do what we all love doing um you know the cast and crew are just buzzing. Um, we've had a little break since the Australian tour that we recently finished, and to be overseas and it's sort of, you know, in our world this is this is history for us. So we're all very excited and very honoured to be here.
0: How many on stage at one time?
1: Cast of ten, um, which is a mixture. It's quite between, intimate, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a a big little show. Um, we've really put a lot into the um, the production elements, the lighting and sound in particular, so that we can really blow away audiences. Um, You know, some of the venues that we're going into, uh, locals will have been there before. You'll have seen a musical or a, maybe a stand-up comedian or, you know, you, you'll have seen something in those venues, but you'll never have seen anything like this. You know, we want you to, you walk through the doors and immediately the, the feeling's different, the vibe's different. Uh, it's dark and smoky and there's music playing and, you know, we want to, from the moment you walk in the door, create this atmosphere which we, um, which we like to create um, so that it feels different and it's an experience that you've never had before.
0: Let's go back to the beginning, Luke, to your um, to your grandparents. And is it Tiki, Am I pronouncing that correctly? Tiki and John Newman.
1: Yeah, that's spot on.
0: So I've, I've sort of got. I've watched too many underbellies, um, and so <laughs> I, I'm in 1964 Melbourne in a back street. Now pick up from there.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean uh, my my grandfather's still alive. He's still with us today, um, and he is uh, an absolute legend. He. Uh, you know, his whole life has been about entertaining other people. Um, he's, he's still doing it to this day. Um, and, you know, the, they, so my, my grandparents met um, doing musicals together. Um, they literally, you know, met in an audition room and they both got cast in, in the same show. Uh, and from there they they were able to tour Australia, New Zealand and the world um, in musicals and also with their own sort of comedy duo that they put together. Um, that led to them wanting to do their own um, thing, do their own venue. So, yeah, they, my I think my grandpa was you know literally walking down the street and there was an auction happening and he sort of put his hand up and before anyone really knew what was going on, there was this building and, and off they went from there. So, you know, we sort of say it was humble beginnings at the start. They, they enlisted all of their friends who were also performing in the musicals and they would finish the show at you know Her Majesty's Theatre on Spring Street in Melbourne, and and then they would quickly wipe their face down and run next door to the the venue that they'd opened, and jump back on stage. Uh, you know, piano in the corner, and they'd sing songs from the shows. And you know, you'd, you'd get the lead of South Pacific, the musical, on stage next door, singing their favourite songs and and doing some comedy acts and routines. And you know, it started off as a coffee a coffee shop. Uh, after the show, what we do now is essentially, you know, taken from that concept and is now, you know, far more advanced than that. It's, uh, you know, the venue on the Gold Coast is a, a full three-course meal and table service and, you know, 500 people five times a week. So uh, it's sort of evolved over the years and grown, and um, but it's still sort of, you know, steeped in that history of, of what they began all those years ago.
0: It's extraordinary how long it actually survived in that um, context, uh, you know, an, an extraordinary longevity. And who would come?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the 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 stories are that it was literally sold out a year in advance, and um, you know the the challenge was that uh, Tiki and John's was the venue was what the venue was called, so it really required Tiki and John to be there um, all the time. And uh, you know, my grandpa's sort of told us that it got to a point where they. They knew it was sort of unsustainable to continue that, so they wanted to try some different models. And uh, and eventually that's what led to the Dracula's model, and that's been the one that has sustained for, you know, 40 years now, which is which is incredible. But, you know, our audience is, is super varied. Um, it, it, there is something for everyone in the show. And so, you know, what I love to see is... Because uh, at our Gold Coast venue, we'll get everything from work parties, hen's parties, birthdays, uh, family Reunions, dates, first dates. We've even had a divorce party a few years back, uh, for just for something different. But you know, the 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 show's so varied that we can um, really appeal to such a wide audience.
0: It's uh, look, it is extraordinary. Thirty seven years that Victoria Street, Melbourne um, venue ran that really is a heck of a run for something yeah, that is, you know, kind of, well, I was going to say niche, but you know, it's totally, obvious yeah. times, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, but what's also remarkable is this passing now into a third generation and, you know, did your parents, um, you know, feel like they had any choice or again, just born <laughs> into it and it was the family business and, and, and on it went.
1: Yeah. It's been a, an ongoing um, evolution, a transition and, um, um, I guess I'm lucky. There's never been any pressure, but um, you know the family has been the whole family because it, it really is a family business. You know, my my two uncles, my two aunties, my mum and dad. Um, everyone's got a role within the company, um, and yeah, over the uh, you know recently, it's it has been um, more and more transitioned. But yeah, never any pressure. Um, always something that I I just sort of loved, and and so it came in. And my my cousin and my brother have been in and out of the business, and um, so. Yeah, it's, you know, no pressure. Third generation uh, always seems to mess it up, so I'll do my best not to get voted out, but, um, yeah, <laughs> so far, so good.
0: All righty, kicks off in Auckland, then we go in for Cargill, Dunedin, Christchurch, Wellington, uh, and uh, this is over the next month or so, and uh, tickets going well? Tickets underway?
1: Yeah, we're overwhelmed with the response, so there's, uh, th- there's not many left across the country, so get in quick.
0: Good on you, and have a wonderful time here. Thank you, Luke Newman. He is with... Uh, Dracula's Cabaret for a long time an institution in a Melbourne laneway and then uh, also on the Gold Coast Uh, the physical sites are no more but it is on tour in New Zealand over the next month or so I'm sure there'll be a link with details on our web page